my curious friend. I tried to visit, yet as you were still awake, I had to leave again. Fairies are shy, you know, especially shy with humans. Some humans react in strange ways. Some scream. Some swat us like bugs. It's not very nice. You would be different, I'm sure. I was tempted to introduce myself, but my nerves got the better of me. Maybe next time? I did see a tooth fairy not far from your place. Did you lose a tooth? Or was she there for someone else? Interesting. My grandmother Zara was a tooth fairy. She had to go to a special academy to learn to be one. Teeth are a very important thing. Baby teeth, especially. In a night, a tooth fairy can collect many teeth. Each is placed into a very soft bag. Once they are collected, they are taken to a special stable where magical unicorns wait. You know the ones, with wings. Zara has a unicorn called Multi. Just before sunrise, she and Multi fly into the sky to meet up with sky fairies. On arrival, Zara hands the magical pouch to a sky fairy who plants the teeth in the cosmic mist. I think you call them clouds? For sky fairies are found in the big, white, fluffy clouds. Do you ever watch clouds move across the sky? My friends and I play a game where we imagine what shape the cloud is. The other day, I saw a... Uh, dog shape and a wombat shape in the clouds? Have you ever played that game? Go on, you should. Go sit in a place where you can see the sky and the clouds, look at their shape and imagine what they remind you of. Let me know if you see anything good. Though if it is dark when you receive this letter, then the clouds may be too hard to see. Hmm, what games do I play at night? I know, star watching. Have you seen the Milky Way at night? This is an area in the sky, just chock full of stars. Well, each star was grown from a child's milk tooth. Once planted in the cosmic mist, the tooth only takes a few days to grow into a small star. Over time, it will grow even larger. Though, like plants, stars grow old, and sometimes one will fall out of the sky. Luckily, there are new stars to replace the old ones. Falling stars are the old stars moving on. Not many humans or we folk are lucky enough to see one. That is why you must harness the luck and make a wish. Make sure it's a good one. I wonder what I'd wish for. Mm. Do you have any idea of what you'd wish for? Talking about my grandmother, I should continue the story about Tinker and her adventure. Tinker loved music and singing, like most we folk, so she listened to the golden-haired brownie from a distance. As he moved along the flower stems, watering them, she stayed out of sight a few stalks away. The brownie boy sang and whistled to himself as he worked his way down the beach. Sweat dripped from his brow as the sun rose in the sky. Wiping the sweat away with his arm, the brownie looked up into a coconut tree. Shaking his head in a no, he moved to the next coconut tree. Peering into the high leaves, she realised he was looking for coconuts. Tinker watched him from a distance and peered up into the leaves as he did. Still singing to himself, the brownie continued to look up into coconut trees. Eventually, he stopped singing and nodded to himself. Next, he flew over to a large rock. With some huffing and puffing, the brownie pushed the rock towards the tree. Tinker wanted help, yet she also did not want to scare the brownie, so she stayed where she was. 
as the brownie pressed his back to the rock, pushing it along. A crab popped up from the sand beside him. The two spoke for a moment before the crab disappeared into the sand. A few seconds later, the rock wobbled a little, then stopped. Then it wobbled again, as the crab popped up underneath. Lifting the rock on his shell, the crab moved it towards the tree. The brownie was delighted. With the point of his finger, the brownie showed the crab where he wanted the rock. The crab was happy to help. After thanking him, the crab vanished into the sand. Suddenly, in a flash of movement, the brownie shot up into the coconut tree. Tinker could hear rustling up high. Then there was a thud as a coconut hit the ground. No, the coconut hit the rock. Fluttering down, the brownie moved to the coconut, looked at it, then rolled it up the curved trunk of the coconut tree as far as he could. Pushing it outwards, the coconut fell and hit the rock again. After a few more goes, the coconut's outer husk was cracked in several spots. Waving at a passing seagull, the brownie waited. Nothing happened, so he waved to another seagull, which came down and spoke to him. With a shriek, the seagull called to a couple of his friends, and as a team, they started to peck at the coconut husk. Slowly, piece by piece, the husk was removed, revealing the hard inner shell. Thanking them, the brownie proceeded alone. Once again, he rolled the coconut up the curved trunk as far as he could. There was a thud as the coconut hit the rock and split in two. Jumping down, the brownie looked at the coconut. Inside was some cool, refreshing coconut water and some tender white coconut meat called copra. So you're going to join me? The brownie yelled without looking up. Tinker looked around, yet no one else was there. Yes, I mean you. He stared directly into her eyes. It's a hot day. You need a cool drink. Embarrassed, Tinker stepped out from the stem she was hiding behind. Slowly, she made her way to where the brownie was. He introduced himself as Kai. Tinker introduced herself, then gulped down the tasty coconut water. Then he showed her how to remove and eat the copra. Kai was excited to have a visitor. He explained how he too had set sail on a very large ship. It had become lost at sea. Then out of nowhere, a mist appeared. Tinker said she had seen the mist too, right before the pirates attacked. Kai said the mean pirates had sunk the ship he was on, which was sad because the humans on it were so lovely to him. There was not much he could do to assist them, so he had asked a pod of passing dolphins to save them. The dolphins were happy to help and carried each human to an island where they could be rescued. Kai himself only had enough energy to fly to this island, the same as Tinker. He had been here too many moons to count, and though he loved it, he sometimes felt lonely. He had tried to make friends with the handful of animals who lived on the island and with the migrating birds and fish who passed by. Yet he still felt lonely living in a place with no other wee folk. Tinker smiled at him. She thought the place was lovely too. Oh no, Bluebell fell asleep, so Dad had to stop the story. Oh, I do hope he has more stories about Tinker and Kai. The island sounds so lovely. Have you ever been to an island? Or eaten a coconut? I haven't, but I plan to. Anyway, it's time for bed, so I'll write again soon. Take care. Your sleepy friend, Butterbell.